When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. And then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't know. I don't know what I do anymore. Joining me today, he's my co-host on this podcast, so there's that. He is back this week, so that's another thing that I can say. He refuses to give up his love of Domino's Pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, she is a fantastic comedian. She actually makes money at it, which is weird. She has a new album out, her first album. It's called Beach Trash. You should buy it. Don't listen to it on Spotify. Buy it. Ladies and gentlemen, Valerie Tosk. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff, how's yeah. it going? Oh, I'm going great. I'm feeling good. I got a feeling that today's gonna be a good day. Don't That's be weird. The black eye, black eye, the black eyes. Right. That's from the black guys. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Hey, Jeff's here. Jeff's here hey. all the time, though. We know that. But also joining us, very special guest, Val Tassi. How's it going? Oh, hey, my morning is fine. It is not as energetic as Jeffrey's, but it is uh, it is a morning. Jeff is fired up. That's for sure. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> I'm nearing the height of my power. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, how are you even at all confused that I'm not fucking amped at all times for I the next two weeks? I got to tell you earlier, I was like, why don't we just record at my place? Like, I have two mics. We can easily do this. And he's like, no, no, I got to go to my house. And honestly, <laughs> the right call. Uh, thank God you're not in my house vibrating right now because I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> yeah. It's called the season, Val. Oh, God. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Christmas. You can tell that because the Jeff May beacon goes up over Los Angeles. <laughs> it's more at of an air midnight, raid siren. Than <laughs> at midnight on Thanksgiving Day. November 1st, really. That's when they start building up the levees. And <laughs> as such, I can't believe it, but we are talking about the holidays once again on Unpopular Opinion. We're doing a whole holiday-themed Unpopular Opinions episode, which is going to be quite the barn burner, I think. I think oh, yeah. so, yeah. I feel like, Strong opinions. <laughs> I feel like we're going to work some issues out in Jeff and Val's relationship and or cause more. We always do when she shows up. Yeah. Like a lot we of always of people. do about this time. Ha ha ha. Yeah. That's <laughs> everyone, right. We're, do, we're everyone, doing the 
chronic yeah, intro knew. here. They were like, you know what? I, I, we need a holiday bloodbath. Let's people, tune into this. The amount of comments we get from people that are just like, I love seeing you guys like dissolve your relationship on the internet. That's real fun. The fans love that about me. <laughs> I like it too. I think it's uh, I think it's very fun to watch. And yeah, that's going to be today. We're talking about unpopular holiday opinions. Who wants to go first? Should I go I mean, first? Adam, this is your yeah, this is your house party here. Let's talk about gifts because I'll just get mine out of the way before Jeff and Val spend the next 45 minutes in a battle to the death about gift giving. I would just say in terms of Christmas, I love gifts. I like giving gifts. I like getting gifts. It's very fun. But I also think if there's one thing we could kind of like woke out of the process of Christmas, it would probably be gifts because it's already the most corporate holiday possible. Like if they you're are ableist, yeah. Like if you're not a religious person, Christmas really is just a means to get you buying more shit at the end of the year. Like, it's one thing if you have the money to buy people lots of nice gifts. But as a kid who grew up poor enough that I had one Christmas where I got a bag of socks and a box of blank cassette tapes for Christmas. More than you deserve. And they were like dollar store cassette tapes, too. It was very grim. Yeah, they don't rewind. They (laughs) Like the (laughs) gift giving process at Christmas reminds me mostly of a thing me and my family lost when I was very young. We had enough money to have a decent Christmas up to the point where I was like eight. And then Reagan sent my dad's printing job off to Mexico and... We were fucking dirt poor for the rest of my childhood. So as much as I love gifts and I love getting them and giving them and I appreciate gifts, I understand that it also puts kind of undue pressure on people who can't afford to participate in that part of Christmas. I can't stop laughing watching Jeff just rock back and forth waiting to interject. Well, okay, here's the thing. I think what that also represents is a very important fundamental problem with the idea of gift giving, which is that it's about spending a lot of money on a gift, which... I'm talking sometimes not having any money to spend on anything. Well, I I understand that. I get that. And obviously, if somebody is like broke or something like that, they shouldn't feel obligated or be expected to fulfill that. For me, and this actually, I can kind of smush this into mine, which is like, because you're right in that, like the automation of gift giving, that it's an automatically accepted thing that it's like you go out you spend money i don't think that that's the point i think that misses the point and i agree with you about the like you know you shouldn't have to do that the point is consumer spending money well that's the point of Christmas, it doesn't have Jeff. to be don't pretend but, it's but not here's the thing that's not the point for me though the point is like i saw this i thought of you i want you to have it right and right. i understand that those things often cost money but they don't have to either you could make something for somebody or whatever like I mean, here's the thing. Also, it's also in that way a little bit like record store day where people are like, well, why do you need one special day to go out and support your local record store? Like, I actually find it kind of frustrating to buy someone a gift and then wait forever to give it to them. Like, I would rather just, here, I bought you a thing. Enjoy it. I also like when people like in families will be like, okay, 
our family has grown. There's a lot of people. It's too expensive to buy everybody something. So it's like they end up doing white elephant, you know, or even just like a secret Santa. So that way you have to get one person a gift. Everybody gets a gift, but then it's not overwhelming because it is expensive. And like, you know, I don't have kids and I'm struggling to afford to buy gifts for like the important people in my life. I don't know how people with kids that are expected to give them just so many gifts. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing is obviously there are extenuating circumstances that happen in all aspects of gift giving that some people are incredibly wealthy and get people a fucking Lexus with a bow on it for their partner, which is fucking unhinged behavior, by the way. <laughs> ah, shit. There goes my uh, thing. Is that on your list? Your... Yeah. <laughs> Was okay. that one? I actually got yeah. both of you a Lexus with a bow. <laughs> wow. Oh, is it white so we can be the jerks everyone mm-hmm. blames when we're driving? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can blend I got a white... in when you're visiting Jeff in the valley. <laughs> oh, hey. So I feel like Christmas lists in general. So this ties off to that part in my view of gift giving, which is not it's not about like, oh, I'm going to one up you by giving you something or, oh, I'm going to spend all this money. But it really comes down to like, I saw something. It reminded me of you. I thought about it. I put all this effort into thinking of you and just something like that, like a small five dollar thing or a small homemade thing that makes somebody absolutely say i thought of you is the best gift like it really is the thought that counts and we've pulled away from that a little bit in the past you know 55 years i also think it's tough when people like jeff honestly and i say this as a personal experience christmas intimidates the hell out of me with somebody like jeff because he loves christmas so much and he is somebody that buys christmas gifts for people throughout the entire year and saves them to give I am not in that headspace to do that. And so even though it's like, it's the thought that counts, it's the thought that counts, it just, it feels very like placating. And it doesn't feel, even if it's meant genuinely, it doesn't feel genuinely, especially if it's somebody that nails gift giving so hard, where it's like watching somebody that's an Olympic athlete, that they're like, yeah, you just practice and then you're like super good at it. And and honestly, (laughs) as long as you're putting in the effort, that's all that counts. But then you're watching them do you know, they're a figure skater and they're doing triple axles and we're like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's but like, I, it's hard. I think a lot of those people are like, hey, man, you're probably not going to get to this level, but you should push yourself and try and put that in there. And yeah, like one of the fights and one of the reasons I wrote this specific thing that I believe that Christmas lists are impersonal and kind of a little insulting when it comes to gift giving. And this is an argument that Val and I have quite often where I'm like, no, I just want you to take notice and think of me instead of just being like, here's the chore that you asked me to do, or here's the errand that I ran for you. If you want a a purse, we'll go get you a new purse or something like that. And I'm not saying that's the specific thing, but I'm picking. I was like, I'm not a big purse person. No, I'm I'm picking like something. (laughs) I thought Jeff wanted the purse. Yeah. But it's like when people are like, well, this is a thing I need. I need this jacket or I want this jacket or something like that. That kind of removes the thought process of what I believe gift giving is about. But that's which what is, you believe gift giving is about. Yes, you can't really thank you. like you have some borderline Shiite beliefs on Christmas and you can't <laughs> like inflict those on people. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. It's just a little bit. Well it's also okay, it bums me out. It's not like I'm against it. And if Val keeps pushing it and is like, just give me a list, I'll be like, fine, here's a list. But But that bums me out because it's just like, I don't want to have to think 
just let me go and fulfill my obligation. And that's the thing that I feel is the bad part about gift giving is the obligation aspect of it. And I think part of the process is the thinking and the figuring out what the perfect thing for someone is or coming across something. And Adam, you know, for a fact that I don't just give Christmas gifts that I sit on and wait for. I just gave you a bag of shit that I came across yeah. over the course of the few months that were like small little things that I was like, I think Adam's going to fucking love this. And see, that's my whole thing is I don't know why why that can't just be the thing when it comes to giving the people you love gifts. Like I was on the same record store Instagram where I found you that Masters of the Universe soundtrack. Yeah. I was on there and found this like weird ass seven inch vinyl tribute to Clive Barker or some shit. And I was like, oh, Andy needs that. So I just fucking bought it and I'm just going to send it to him. Like it's it's not really a Christmas gift. It was just like a twelve dollar thing that I saw that it seemed like Andy would like. So I'm just going to fucking fire it off. And I don't know that gift giving needs to have all the pageantry around it. I get it. Like I It's a touch. I'm not saying all. I don't want Christmas gifts. I should make that very clear yeah, to everyone. Everybody who's, should absolutely send us Christmas gifts. Yeah, everyone who's <laughs> on the hook to get me a Christmas gift, I absolutely want one. I'm mostly just spitballing because we're recording an episode here. But <laughs> I do kind of feel like it's a little I don't know. It's just such a corporate holiday. It's Man. just a and means it, to get us spending money as a populace and if you're not gonna go in for all the religious stuff like you don't really get to add your own rituals to it and expect other people to like live by them first of all all the holidays are corporate now too like we're spending a ton of money during halloween because you're spending money on decorations and and while you're not getting gifts for people during halloween all of the like experiences that come along with halloween are super expensive are so they? like halloween is also expensive <laughs> valentine's day is i mean they're all corporate but with Jeff's thing about not liking when somebody gives you a list, my thoughts of it is I appreciate a list because if Jeff sends me a list and I look at these things, I also like that as like a touchstone where like you have a starting point. It's always awful to start with nothing and to just go in completely blind because like somebody like Jeff is really difficult to shop for because you're one of the hardest people to shop for. And it's because Jeff has obviously a lot of interests, but you already have so much stuff in that interest where I don't want to get you something you already have. It's also an interest that I share partially, but my knowledge of that stuff isn't as in-depth. So I have a really hard time finding things. Like last year, I got you something I was super stoked about. You already had it. And that was my big fear is like- Wait, what was that thing? The clawfuls. Like you already had the one I got you and then I got you an animation cell and you already had two other animations. And they were great. And I just sent it in to get framed. I loved those gifts. But it's still disappointing to me because I was expecting to get you something that you were going to be jazzed about because you didn't already have it. And then you already had it. So this is why I appreciate a list. And somebody like me too, where like I also, Jeff loves getting nerdy gifts and stuff because he knows I like that stuff too. I've put a moratorium on that for now because I have too much stuff. And I'm like, I'd rather you get me things that I actually need that I either can't afford to buy myself or keep pushing off because I'm paying for other stuff and it's an afterthought where it's something I actually will really appreciate because I do need it. I just have other things I have to pay for before I can get to it. Should I just give like, you $500 for Christmas? No, I'm not I'm not saying that, but like that's, you know, well that's one of my things is everyone's like oh, oh, money's is so impersonal for Christmas or for birthdays or whatever. Fucking 
who can't use some extra cash? Because one of the best gifts you can give me is me using that money to pay a bill that has been keeping me up at night. (laughs) So (laughs) like, you know, so it's just, I don't know. Like, I think part of it is actually listening to what people are asking for. And even if you can't get them that exact thing or can't afford that exact thing, at least you have a place to start from. and, And you can even kind of use it as a jumping off point to switch gears into something else that would make somebody happy. Yeah, I think as far as cash goes, I think it's the perfect gift for kids. No adult knows what the fucking six-year-old niece in their life wants. But that kid knows. Just fucking give them money. They'll be fine. Yeah. I think, too, like, even when they do get you, you know, like, my mom's a great example. She comes with the best intentions and is so excited to give gifts every year. But my mom and I... We see each other once, maybe twice a year. We've evolved as people. My interests are not the same now as they were 10 years ago. But as what happens all the time is like your parents, they kind of, it's like you're frozen in carbonite from whatever age you left the house. They can't like see you as a fully formed adult and that your things have changed. Where if my mom gets me a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, it's usually something that's like, oh, but I thought you loved this. And it's like, yeah, when I was 15, but I'm 37 now. And like, I I guess I just, I really like the personalization of gift giving. And so anything that removes that personalization, like some of the best gifts I ever gotten to rebut what you had said, Adam, about cash being such a good gift for kids. Some of the best gifts I ever gotten were shit I didn't know existed until an adult was like, oh, this thing's fucking awesome. I didn't know Ninja Turtles were a thing until I got them as a Christmas present. Yeah. I understand that aspect of it. And there are certainly there are other points to it. And obviously, I don't expect everybody to view gift giving the same way that I do. But I also like I hope people understand why I feel the way that I do and like why I put that thought and effort into it. Well, I mean, that's that's part of it, too. Like I do. Like you've told me about it, but I don't know if you've like all of the family stuff behind why you feel the way you do about Christmas, unless you said it on a podcast that I'm not on, in which case, fuck you, pal. Was it Val's? (laughs) Did you say it on Val's fucking podcast? Uh, I don't know. I probably just got made fun of by the two hosts as the podcast. Um, that could have been so, this one. Okay, so yeah, like kind of along what Adam said is we grew up dirt poor. And, you know, somehow my parents miraculously pulled off these Christmases where they would my mom would think really hard and she would have acts. I don't know where she got money for this. I don't want to know where she got money for this. Um <laughs> And we would have these like years of very scant existence and then Christmas would happen. It would be like that would be this big payoff. And it became this sort of destination point for me over the course of the year where I was like, yeah, but Christmas is going to be here. So I really grew that appreciation for the effort that was put into gift giving by my parents uh, for all of the failures that parents oftentimes uh, like it's just an issue. I think where people don't understand their kids. Sorry, I got I got sidetracked in there. Like people aren't following what their kids want and therefore it oftentimes becomes a problem, but if you pay attention, you can knock it out of the park. And yeah. so I've always made it a point to try to pay attention and do what I think is is the gift-giving experience that makes people know that I care about you enough to really think about you. And yeah. that's what it means to me. I also and that's like what when people Christmas make means to oh, me, God. my love. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were going to get out of this without Jeff singing another Christmas song. 
I also like if somebody is very crafty, that there's something that they're very good at, if they're very good at like embroidering or they're good at, you know, woodworking or they make jewelry, whatever it is. Those I always appreciate as gifts because it's something that they're very good at and that means something where it's something that they made you to. So like it's not even just about having to spend a bunch of money, but like something like that I always view as great. Do you want me to record you a custom podcast for Christmas? I (laughs) would rather... Money. <laughs> that would be the first podcast of mine that you ever listened to. Why do you always think that I don't listen to your podcast? Like, it's, it's. I lay so many traps to see if you listen and you never come back to it. I get it. First of all, a lot of them are behind a paywall. So I'm not going to be able yeah, to. Yeah, also, don't do that. Anyway. Don't do that. Sometimes don't people don't actually have time do to that. <laughs> it's I also don't actually like, do we, that. What the hell? We're in a relationship. You? I'm like, I don't want to listen to you talk I when you're not in front of me. I got to be honest, Val. I don't want your support. So the yeah, last. You're not going to get it. <laughs> The last thing about gifts for me, like that thing Jeff just described, I didn't get any of that from my parents. Like gift giving just slowly became a thing that wasn't as important. And as a result, for me, Christmas, like the real gift is that it's a time where people just have to give you a fucking break. Like no matter what kind of things are happening in your life during the week of Christmas, people got to chill. It's like a universal week off. It's like mm-hmm. a ceasefire in the war that is life. Like well, I mean, it's that just is a famous. <laughs> it's a famous story about the Christmas yeah. soccer game in World War One. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that gap between Christmas and New Year's Day because that is just a time dedicated to doing nothing. And that it's the holiday hangover. Is, yeah. That is Chilling what out. I always looked forward to. The most not a ha- I'm talking about the week between Christmas and New Year's Day. It's yeah. not about recovering from a hangover. It's about not having to do shit. That's I didn't what mean, I want. I didn't mean a literal hangover. I meant from the holidays. It's you just this time where everybody's just film franchise. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's the well, holiday. The holiday hangover. That's going to be part four, <laughs> and it's going to be great. But since we are talking about gifts, and since people do be shopping, <laughs> I would like to move on to my next opinion. I don't know how unpopular this is going to be. I can't get the nation's temperature on it, but stores being open on holidays and on Black Friday is an objectively good thing, especially for the people who want to work on Black Friday and on Thanksgiving. Like I've worked in retail. I used to work for Target, but in their credit card processing department, Card get. <laughs> I don't get. No, Target, Jeff. Target. It's like card. Target card. You got it. You s- switched it. Target you messed up. Card. You did bad. Card. Working on Thanksgiving Day was lucrative as fuck. Double time on that one, right? Yeah, you would get holiday pay and it would also be paid as overtime. So it would be like time and a half plus double pay. And that one paycheck would set me up for the beginning of the next year. Like, I would work, like, 6 to 2.30, so we would just do our Thanksgiving shit after 3 o'clock. It's not like if stores are open, the employees are forced to work from 4 a.m. until 4 a.m. the next day. No. You can make some decent coin and structure your holiday celebrations around that. Yeah. I, I feel like the push against it is, I mean, I get it, but it's all, I don't think it's as serious as people make it out to be. I have some opinions. <laughs> that's you. As somebody that's worked in bars and restaurants for a very long time, it 
sucks for that because it's never like, all right, you guys, let's take a poll. Like, do we want to be open on Christmas? Do we want to be open on Thanksgiving? Like, who's going to be in town? Who wants to work it? Because some people do want to work because they are going to be around there. They don't have plans with friends or family. They'd rather the money and 100%. But we would get fucked because first of all, we live in a city where everyone's a transplant. So for holidays and stuff, a lot of people are going to be out of town. So it's not as simple as just working and then going and doing a thing. It's like if you're beholden to working on a holiday, you don't have a choice if you're actually going to try to leave to see friends and family. And that's the part that's always made me nuts is like, it's never up to the employees to be like, what's best for everybody here? Like I remember getting hired at different restaurants out here, they would tell you when you got hired, even if it was in like March, they'd be like, just so you know, you are obligated to be here for Christmas and work on Christmas. And that's something that's like, you know, nine months away. And you're like, this is pretty brutal. (laughs) I'd be like, all right, well, that was nice having this job for 45 minutes. I'll see you later. I I know. I know. No, I I could see, though, taking that job for like eight months. (laughs) I know. And then being like, bye. Best answer to that is like, oh, I'm not going to be here for around Christmas. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. that. I used to work at a Toys R Us on Black Friday, and I fucking loved it. Minus the soundtrack, because it wasn't that they played Christmas music. It's that simply having a wonderful Christmas time was on a 40-minute loop. Like, every 40 <laughs> to 50 minutes, that song, like, somehow they felt the need to make that the Christmas song at Toys R Us. It's kind of boundy, I guess. But I when loved I worked that. at the Gap, same thing. That song Oof. for like on loop. Yeah. Yeah. But I really enjoy the energy of Christmas commerce, I guess. That whole bustle. I fucking love it. So I was like, I was floating in the pool on Black Friday when I was working in Toys R Us. And we used to have like a big potluck where the bosses knew that they were like, we know you don't all want to be here. So they would like get all this fucking awesome food and bring it in. And you could go on breaks and go in the back. And like they gave us more frequent breaks. It was kind of nice. See, I'll say this too, with working in a restaurant on holidays, you're not getting time and a half. So at least like for a job, Adam, like you, like you're making extra money and hell yeah, but like you're not treated any differently on the holidays. You're not getting any extra money. Nobody gives a shit. A lot of the times you're either dead because everyone's out of town or if it is busy, you'd think, oh, people will be generous because it's crisp. Nope. No, because they they already spent it all on the shopping. Yeah. Yep. And so you end up working twice as hard and making less money and you don't get to see your friends and family. So it's like pretty awful. Yeah, I agree. Bars and restaurants. It's not as good of a thing. Also, also the staff is so much smaller. I am surprised that they give you that. Hey, we're expecting you to be here on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Heads up. Because I know you get that when you apply at retail jobs. But I'm surprised to hear a bar or restaurant would do that. Yeah, I think it matters how big your staff is. Mm -hmm. Like if there's only like eight people working there and six of them want to not work on Christmas and you're like, no, we all have to. That sucks. Yeah. But if it's a place like Best Buy where if they just ask for volunteers, they're probably going to get enough. Yeah. And the people that want to be there. So the the higher quality of output you're going to want out of your employees. So, yeah, that's my opinion on Black Friday. What do we got next? Here's something I'm going to come out that I think a lot of people aren't paying attention is that Christmas music has been experiencing an amazing renaissance in the past several years. People 
should open themselves up to because I think people use Mariah Carey as the touchstone as the last great Christmas album. And I don't think that's particularly fair or even correct. And there are albums by Kelly Clarkson, Megan Trainer, Sia, stuff that's come out relatively recently that is just absolutely good. And I'll go on on a limb and say that Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album might be as good, if not better than the Mariah Carey Christmas album. Oh, shit. Adam, are you going to be okay? (laughs) Oh, I actually don't think the Mariah Carey Christmas album is that good. I think All I Want for Christmas is You is a banger, but I have said several times I don't like Christmas content that much in general. One of my opinions, I guess I'll just throw it out there and me and Jeff will like tag team, is that I think Christmas is the least interesting thing about Mariah Carey and her career. She had a big Christmas hit because she had that hit when people weren't really making Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. What I will say is that the seven, like we do Christmas music all the time, but 70s and 80s Christmas music very much had like this anti-establishment energy to it that even the ones that are more classic, like, you know, John Lennon's song, that's an anti-war song. Or like when you think of like the Kinks or the Waitresses, or you think about the ones that really kind of stood out, and a lot of them are very counter to the original Christmas message of like, isn't it great that it's Christmas? Yeah. But, you know, Mariah's was a big classic album. When you look at the songs, the track listing on Mariah Carey's album is here's one original song, and then here's a bunch of fucking Andy Williams and Bing Crosby stuff. Like, that's that not, not true. the classic she, standards. She released three different singles. That were all. Baby, please come home was another one. Yeah, right? they were. She when she released that Christmas album, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" went to pop radio, mm-hmm. and then she had a single that went to Christian radio and a single that went to R and B radio, and those were all songs she wrote, but okay, different songs. Right. And I I know there are some standards on the album, and she's got a second. She's got two Christmas albums. Yeah, because she did "Oh Holy Night," the "Baby, yeah. Please Come Home," but that's like didn't the Ronettes do that first? I don't know. Again, I don't like Christmas music yeah. that much. But going back to it, like Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album is so good. It's it's nearly untouchable. Like listening to it. And I'm not a huge Kelly Clarkson fan, but every time one of her songs would come on, I was like, this song also fucks. There's a lot of great stuff. I've been enjoying this. This one's not too far out, but like Trans-Siberian Orchestra has obviously been doing really good fun stuff but the Sia Christmas album is great and kind of seems like she just decided to change other songs to have a slight Christmas slant to them which I think is really fun Megan Trainor's album is really fun but she sounds like a different person on every song and yeah Meg- like, Megan Trainor's so you're just like is this Alicia Keys no like, nope, yeah, that is weird. Megan Trainor Elton John and Ed Sheeran released that Merry Christmas. John Legend put out an amazing Christmas album. There's so much good Christmas albums out there that have come out. In sync? Sorry. Sure. That was two decades ago. Yep. But in the past decade, we'll say, there have been some really great Christmas albums that have come out. And I implore you to discover those instead of just going back to the old standards. Yeah. Do people do that? Like, I get that you must, but do people really, when Christmas hits, go fucking time to listen to the same 25 songs by 35 different artists? I mean, it's Bing Crosby. You know, there's a reason that we still talk about fucking Bing Crosby and Andy Williams. Like, I don't think it's solely because of Christmas. They have pretty substantial (laughs) careers. 
Well, I think there's so much nostalgia that's tied in with it, too, where it's like it's that time of year to feel that feeling, if that makes sense. And in terms of in terms of Christmas music, one thing I will push back on, if all these other Christmas songs are so superior to that Mariah Carey song, go be superior to that Mariah Carey song. Like connect the albums are superior. Connect with people the way it connects. People don't care about the Mariah Carey album. It's that song. Mm. That song, like, it's an incredible song. I'm saying the whole package, I think, is better. It's hard to say that. And it's also hard to explain, like, because there's a cultural significance to that song in that it is the major original song that just fucking blew everybody away. But Kelly Clarkson's album is fucking unbelievable. But going back to what you were saying about, like, you know, Bing Crosby and Andy Williams, like, they had other careers. It's like, sure. But we don't talk about them in March or April. We talk about them from the end of November into December. It's the same thing with Michael Buble. Yeah, he has 11 other albums that are not Christmas albums, but who gives a shit? With the Olive Garden? Michael Buble fans. Horny moms. Yeah, but it's like that, where it's like, there's people that this is when they work, you know, or like, yes, I do stuff all the time, but Christmas is, that's Bing Crosby's time to shine. Like, that's really when people are like, oh, fuck yeah, Bing Crosby. And so there's just been a lot of great stuff that came out recently, and I I would hope that people would check it out. Sia's is great, but Kelly Clarkson's, yeah, I would say, listen to Clarkson, Trainer, and Sia. Listen to those three albums and report back. Because they are fucking great. Not you, Adam. I know you're not going to listen to them. Clarkson, Trainer, and Sia. Sound like you're trying to fit comics names into a fucking tweet. Yeah, it's the new Crosby, Stills, Nash. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a super group I'd fuck with. Clarkson, Trainer, Sia. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But I want them to all hide their faces so we don't ever know who's who. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Sia's face is on the album. Because there's no other way. I mean, I've seen Sia's face. I've seen her You're seeing it. <laughs> uh, Val, why didn't you say seeing it? Me and Jeff both said seeing it. We did it. Why didn't you? We all tell jokes for a living. <laughs> Who's next? Val, all let's, right. let's see um, what your next one is. Val, let's see what your next opinion is. Well, I'll see you guys later. Oh, oh, hey, me and Jeff. Whoa. Me and Jeff just did that joke. Yeah. No. What it's the actually fuck? pretty out of pretty rude wow yeah okay sorry go on anyway (laughs) i would like to say that bath and body works everyone feels like it's outdated and that it's a dying brand or whatever but like i gotta say have you been in one during the holiday season because my god they are crushing it and it is packed in there and the candles that they come out with for not only just christmas but autumnal sense as well sure uh untouchable okay leaves Have you smelled it? Have you heard about this? It's fucking delightful. Frosted cranberry is a Christmas one. I mean, I can't keep enough in stock at my house. Here's what I'll say. (laughs) When Val and I were on our sojourn home from Las Vegas on Black Friday, (laughs) we stopped at the outlets in Barstow and I got a new pair of shoes. And Val was very supportive. I stopped in at Levi's. Their Black Friday sale was not great. It was lame. Um, But I got new shoes, new pair of socks. It's a nice little experience to go when you know you need stuff. So it's like, well, I might as well just wait till Black Friday and get it for half off. Like, that's just smart. And Val's patience paid off because she's like, there's a Bath and Body Works. Let's get our asses in there. And I was like, I would love to do that with you. And we went in. Val spent a cool 55 minutes in there and (laughs) dropped what seems like $145,000 on candles. (laughs) 
spent, okay, first of all, it was buy three, get three free. So it was pretty great. So I I spent like 80 bucks, but there are those like massive candles, like the three wick, like really big ones. And I got six candles that are going to last a while and they bring me joy. Good. And they're the best ones. They really, really are. They fucking knock it out of the park with those. And even Jeff, we were in there and he was smelling stuff and he's like, oh, this bourbon pancakes one is so like, or whatever. So like, you know, it's not bad for him. He gets I do not hate a candle. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that I don't, I have two fucking great candles burning literally right here, right now. Is that the one I got you? This one, not yet. I'm actually burning out some Thanksgiving scents. So I have two vanilla pumpkin candles. This one you Ooh. did get for me though. Thank you. But yes, like everyone's like makes fun of mall stores because malls are dying, but they're making a bit of a comeback in spite of everybody's Amazon accounts. And Bath and Body Works, it is bumping. You're not wrong. Well, I think part of that resurgence of mall culture, too, is like people looking for nostalgia, obviously, but also because everything for shipping was so fucked up during COVID and everything took so long that now that it's safer to go to stores, that people are like, I'm not waiting God knows how long for this to get to me. I'm just going to drive over to Macy's or whatever to go and buy the thing that I want. Because like shipping's taking forever. It's gotten more expensive. Like fewer and fewer places are doing free shipping and it's it's hard. Yeah. Ain't no shipping at the candle store. <laughs> I am for the record very much in favor of a Bath and Body Works. Thank you. I had an ex who went there all the time when I lived in South Dakota. Because in South Dakota, like you go to the mall and walk around on Saturday morning. Like that's all there is to do. And uh, I was a sucker for any time they'd have like that one product for men. If they had like a body wash that smelled like musk or something, I was like, fucking sign me up. Um, yeah. yeah. Is the word woods in yep. this? I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, some kind smells of like metal. pine, you say. That's what I want to yeah. smell like. My mom Ooh, sent me flannel. a <laughs> My mom sent me a body butter called Steel. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, hell yeah. And then I found out they must have canceled it. And that's why she bought it and sent it to me because it was cheap. Oh. Because I was like. Wait, didn't they have I, it when we went, though? No, they didn't have that. They had like charcoal. They had other manly names for body butters, but steel was not available. You could do a lot worse than charcoal, bud. Let me tell you. I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying I liked steel and it was gone and that explains it. But my mom was like, I thought you would like this. This is a gift. And I did like it. So She's like, it was $1.50. I hope you enjoyed it. And I did enjoy Yeah. But yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to Bath and Body Works. The BB dubs. Right? Yeah. Uh. So if you need to learn more about Bath and Body Works, just Google BBW. You're awful. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll work. That'll work. Yeah. Uh, Adam, what do you got? All right. What one do I want to go with? Oh, I guess I only have this last one, huh? Because I already brought up Mariah Carey. People aren't going to like this, but pumpkin pie is just fine. Most of the time, it's Uh. not even fine. Like, a lot of times, it's just bad. But among the holiday pies, I think it's the worst. And I have to qualify this. I originally put this in the notes. And also, when I ran this by my wife last night. My wife. She asked me the same thing. (laughs) I've never tried pecan pie. When I said pumpkin pie is the worst, she goes, have you had pecan pie? And I have not, because I can tell that probably is the worst. Like, that looks like just sugar and nuts, which, I mean, sounds fine now that I say it that way. <laughs> I'm like, what do you, oh yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a payday, baby. But Cutting up a payday around the table. <laughs> but 
pumpkin pie, there's a reason we only eat it at certain times of the year. Unlike an apple pie, which is good anytime. Cherry pie, it's never going to do you wrong. A BCP. Put a smile on your face 10 miles wide. BCP. You know what that is? You two know what that is? Wait, say it again. BCP. Uh, uh, it's a Boston cream pie, you fucking oh, fakers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You oh. would have known we, that. We use its given name. Okay. We don't yeah. disrespect it by giving it. Yeah. An act, I'm not uh, made of free time. I can't. It's like calling Jesus JC. It's disrespectful, Adam. Yeah. I don't have all day to be saying the full name of pies. Well, I mean, pumpkin pie, because pumpkin is obviously such a seasonal gourd that it makes sense that it would be used at this time. But the funny part about pumpkin is like what you like about pumpkin pie, the pumpkin is not it. The pumpkin isn't the reason you like pumpkin pie. It's the nutmeg and the spices. What's funny is I was on a show a couple weeks ago where everybody's debating and it was pies was the thing and everybody was defending whatever type of pie they had. And they were going after pumpkin and Katrina Davis, we love her so much, had a very funny analogy where she's like, you fuck pumpkin pie. She's like, pumpkin is like the cantaloupe of the fall vegetables or fruits or whatever. And it was very funny. But I love pumpkin. I I understand that it's not actually about the pumpkin, that it is more sugar and nutmeg and blah, blah, blah. Which is fine. But it's one of those things where it's like you look forward to it. You don't think about it as, oh, I can't wait to have this in, you know, the summer. It's like, oh, it's that time of year. You know, it's very memory inducing and like it's comfort. Yeah, that's why you bought a whole pie at Sprouts. I did. I have a whole pumpkin pie sitting in my fridge. And he goes, why did you buy this? I said, because I wanted it. (laughs) Can't wait to eat it alone. But it was also very funny because Val, I think maybe 12 hours before that was just like, man, I got to eat better. I got to eat better. (laughs) And then she went to the grocery store and bought a whole goddamn pumpkin pie. And I was like, did you buy a whole pumpkin pie? And she was like, yes. And I said, why? (laughs) And the why was not, why would you buy a pumpkin pie? It's like, why would you do the exact opposite of the thing you just said you were? Okay, first of all, I'd like to point out the real reason was because it was only a dollar more than the half pumpkin. And I was like, well, I'm not going to. Yeah, you can't afford not to (laughs) buy the whole one. You're just losing money at that point, yeah. I'm not going to spend $4.99 on half a pie when I can spend $5.99 and get a whole pie. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy talk. Come on, use your head, Jeff. And pumpkin has a lot of healthy fiber in it. So oh, yeah, you're basically taking vitamins at that yeah, point in time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that's actually going to be my breakfast is that pumpkin pie. Ooh, Crack an egg wait. over it. Oh, pie is a good breakfast. With coffee, it's so good. Yeah. I, like I always have it in the morning. It's great. But I don't put whipped cream on it, so it's not that bad. I like an app. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't put a cherry on the Sunday, so it's basically diet food. Yeah, that's. Let me have this. I love it. Pumpkin so much. pie. You, you're allowed. <laughs> By the way, I didn't say get rid of this or anything like that. I didn't say, like, what do you do? I was just like, your Did tone you? said it. <laughs> it's just very funny to me when somebody's. Like, that's like somebody being like, man, I got to eat better in the drive thru. Where you're but just also, like, you like, sure? Yeah. Okay, but it's also December. Like, yeah, of course I need to eat better. It's not happening this month, okay? This is fucking, we're in pie season. We're in, you know, just gorge yourself season. Like, Gourd no, yourself? How dare you, okay? Mm. But like, obviously nothing's going to really happen till January. Let me have my pie and eat it too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I will come back with a seasonal dessert as well. Fruitcake is good. And I don't know, like, why do you hate it? Is it because people, it's been a punchline for so long? Is I've that literally why, is never, that why I've never people, tried it. I, 
I haven't either. And that's why I love that Jeff is like, oh, pumpkin pie, whatever. And you're like, but fruitcake. And I'm like, oh, if we if the live stream was still on, everyone would have logged off. Yeah, but fruitcake right fruit is like the mayonnaise of those things where like people shit on it all the time. And it's like, yeah, but how often do you have it or do you use it? And yeah, people are like, never, I've not, never had it. It's a punchline. Bad analogy, Jeffrey, because Fair. if it was the mayonnaise, then everybody uses mayonnaise. Yeah, so okay. Get out of here. But fruitcake has become a punchline. It's become the synonymous with bad gifts and negative holiday experiences. If you've never had an iced fruitcake, like, because you can get fruitcake standard, you can get it with a little thing of icing on the top. It fucks. I understand it's dense, but that's kind of one of the things that's great about it. You don't have a big piece. It's like a small amount. The flavors are good. I fuck with fruitcake. And obviously you eat it rarely. You know, it's a once a year thing at best, but it's good. It's like an actual good food that people just love making fun of. Yeah, it's like going to the dentist. You only have to do it once a year. Well, wouldn't that be nice? And I mean, fruitcake has to have its fans there was a does it well i mean it sells like people still buy it there's a place in texas where one there was a really famous embezzlement case that happened there's a documentary about it it's fascinating because you'd think it's this small fruitcake place you wouldn't think someone could embezzle as much money from that as they did but also those fruitcakes are like world famous and i meant to order one and i just never did is it grandma's famous I don't know. I don't Is that remember. the one? I don't remember. Does it sound like I remember? Probably. There's co- well, there's Collins Street Bakery's world famous deluxe fruitcake. Yeah. I, think I also wonder if, if, will fruitcake age out and turn? Because like when you think about the demographic and it's mostly people that are older, and is that a thing that we're going to age into where then everyone's going to be like, you know what? Fruitcake isn't so bad. Or is it a thing that's going to kind of die out with boomers? <laughs> or like a, a good, Werther's original thing. That, yeah. That's a good question because one of the things I think that gives fruitcake its bad name is that it's just kind of good forever. There's no real expiration date on fruit. Yeah, it's like McDonald's french fries. Yeah, because they like <laughs> I think it's like just soaked in booze or something, but there's something about it. No, well then we'd like it. <laughs> there's something about it that makes it just not decay. It's like fucking radioactive or something it's got like pineapple there's a lot of tropical fruits in it it is soaked so it has that density to it they use a lot of honey there's raisins in it so i understand that people fucking can't handle raisins it affects their sensibilities or whatever i love a raisin i have a raisin guy you know know me i know i've had those raisins they're very good you know they do the cherries and everything it's fucking it's a delight i'm gonna take a delight I've i've literally never had it and You're right. It is just kind of a punchline thing, but there's also got to be a reason. It's the same thing as candy corn. Candy corn fucking sucks, but people have to like it enough that it still gets rolled back out every Halloween. Yeah. Adam, are you in town for Christmas? Yes. If you and Angie don't have anything going on, I'm having people over for Christmas. And if you want to come and and we can try a fruitcake together, you're more than welcome. (laughs) Adam's Adam's like, I'm not driving into L.A. on Christmas. Why? There's no yeah, traffic. Yeah, that's the best no time. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking Driving about? It's LA. the only time you want to drive to LA. Yeah, fuck yeah. I might do that. I'll let you know. Do it. Yeah. Fruitcake. I'm not opposed to trying it. Let's try it. I uh, I know everybody's kind of defended some sort of, or or not defended some sort. My, my treat of choice that I think doesn't get enough respect during the holiday season, and it is also a punchline, are candy canes. 
Um, mm. I fucking love a candy cane. I love them so much. In fact, I love that they kind of last a while because I eat them year round. I'm always stoked when I find a bag of candy canes <laughs> that I had hidden in the in the thing. I was like, oh shit, yeah. Especially like the little ones. Here's the thing: the shape of them not an ideal shape for eating because the small once ones you get are to the small hook, enough. It's, yeah, it's kind of a nightmare. And listen, they're so fun to stab people with when you get it down to that pointy thing. Yeah, yeah you do Hell make yeah. them. I would say that candy canes are a very boring candy, but they are an ingredient in peppermint bark, so I fuck with them. Mm, yeah, peppermint ice cream, ironically, is both Jeff and I's favorite ice cream, which is so strange. Peppermint stick is a tasty treat. I don't enjoy so the solo candy cane, but I love the candy cane when the flavor is combined with something else. Have either of you tried the Trader Joe's ice cream that comes out? Every year I Christmas. just bought it literally yesterday. It is, and, and I can throw a whole pint of that down my gullet in like eight minutes. <laughs> Eat it's, it like a pelican. It's the yeah. one that has. <laughs> it's the one that has the peppermint JoJo's in yeah, it. Yeah, right? it's got the cookies so in it. Oh, I went oh, literally. Oh. There was it was the only one, and it was hidden under a bunch of shit. And I was like, oh, all right, this sounds great. And I showed Jeff you took somebody's. They like, didn't want it to melt while they were shopping, so they hid it, and you got it. Oh, that makes it going to taste it, so much better. Let's put it on some pumpkin pie. Ooh. Mm, don't do that. Just put, I know, but I like both things, so, you know. I'll add that I think candy canes are not good, but I like them. I like their utilization. I like those ones, the chocolate mint ones that Hershey puts out. Oh, yeah, those are really good. You know why? Because it's not candy cane flavored. You know, like, I, I guess candy cane is more of the description than it is the actual flavor, but the classic peppermint candy cane, I find boring oh, i love them yeah no, i don't it's no chocolate orange see that i don't like <sighs> what yeah i'm not into a chocolate orange i do what about a dark chocolate orange because the dark chocolate oh, ones are, are you're much better barking up the wrong tree i'm a i'm a milk chocolate guy are we peppermint, Pe- peppermint barking, barking up the, up the wrong, wrong tree, tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. No, I meant barking like dog. I'll add to that peppermint bark is the only good use of white chocolate. Uh, a thousand percent. Correct. No, yes. there are other good uses of white chocolate. Don't be silly. Right. Like, yeah, wait, like weighing down your trash, trash can. <laughs> no, I like a white chocolate macadamia nut cookie. Ugh. Yeah, gross. Okay. Get a life. Get over okay, Hawaiian I know. It's not, grandmother. It's, yeah, it's not normal that Jeff and I are on the same team about something. I know, I don't so. fucking like Sorry, this. Everyone. Shut up, both of you. <laughs> Jesus. So, okay, so we got candy canes out. I have one that we got here. How about this? I think that real trees are overrated as hell. And if you make a big deal out of the fact that your tree is real and that somebody else uses a fake tree, you're a huge asshole. Yeah. Do people do that? Oh, yeah. Some people are like, oh, we always go with the real ones. Mm. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, they're a fucking pain in the ass to clean up, especially if you're in an apartment building. I remember a couple years ago, in my old building, I got a real tree. It was the first time I got a real tree in LA. And you forget that you're not in a home that's easy to move it from the car to inside the house. You have an elevator, there are stairs, there's a giant hallway to like deal with getting it into your apartment. I left a trail of fucking needles and the maintenance guy in my building was so mad. And I was like, I'm going to clean it. You know, I'm, I don't expect you to do it. This is my mess. I will clean it. That man followed me from the door to the building to my apartment door while I was sweeping it up to make sure that I got every single needle. So like, Yeesh. yeah, but yeah. 
They're just, great, the, but they're a mess. The, like the fact that you need to maintain your tree, where you're like, mm -hmm. I have to keep watering the tree to keep it alive or else it'll burn my house down. I don't know, man. I think we can get out of that hipstery aspect of the tree where you need to have a tree that was alive at one point in time in the middle of your house. The fucking fake trees are great. You buy one, you put it in a box and you forget about it for, you know, 10 months and then you take it back out and it's great. I also wonder if there's some sort of study because like part of you is like, okay, well, I don't want a real tree because I don't want to have a bunch of trees that are just cut down to use and then get tossed. But what creates more waste, cutting down real trees or creating a fake plastic trees? Tree, yeah, who knows, right? Well, I, I actually, know. I was curious about that also because you get the same argument where people are like, lawns fucking suck. We should get rid of lawns. But the thing about a lawn is it traps carbon dioxide, which reduces carbon emissions. Same thing with real trees. Growing Christmas trees to cut them down to serve as, you know, Christmas trees, it does the same thing. Those trees serve the same purpose as any other tree in that they trap carbon dioxide and lessen the greenhouse effect. So in that way, I think it's probably the same they're probably kind of averaging each other out in terms of environmental impact. Yeah, I mean, trees are fine because Christmas trees grow back when you cut them down. Like, it's not yeah. like it's, you're not grinding them up for the paper mill or anything right. like that, right. where it's, you're clear cutting an entire forest. It's just like, oh, here, here, fucking Christmas tree. They are a hassle. We had a real tree last year and we're probably going to get a fake tree this year. If we even get one, because we got a cat now. And, oh, I saw a meme on Instagram. It was the one where the guy's walking with his girlfriend, but there's another girl walking by and he's looking back. We all know the one, except the, the guy's head was a cat and his girlfriend's head was a cat perch and it was a Christmas tree walking by. And that's going to be our cat. <laughs> like she's got this elaborate cat perch that she loves so much. But the minute we get a tree, she's going to be in that fucking tree. I kind of feel know. like you should... Put the tree up and see what happens. Like that's like a house something fire, you should maybe, do for sure. video. But if you get a fake tree, I mean, I think it'll be fine because like a real tree, obviously there's a fire hazard there. But like with a fake tree, I feel like it's probably I don't know. My cat never. He was always intrigued by the tree. Like he would like do a couple <laughs> circles around it and like look at it, but he wouldn't intrigued. like jump. Intrigued, but he wouldn't like jump and knock it down. You know, like maybe one of the lower hanging bulbs would get knocked yeah. down, but it wasn't like. You know, it wasn't detrimental. And that's just like the He's gift not... that keeps on giving to a cat. It's also really fun yeah. to watch them be little idiots circling a stupid tree. He's a cat. He's not Kiefer Sutherland. Ever remember that when Kiefer Sutherland jumped into a Oh, when he jumped Christmas into the tree, right? Did you see Kenny Smith elbow Shaq into a Christmas yeah. tree? Oh, that was so good. On television? That was so great. I watched the video where Shaq and Charles Barkley were having a bench press competition and Charles Barkley beat Shaq. And I was like, I was not expecting that. Oh, yeah. They put crazy. up like 315 and they were just like, he was like banging them out. That's nuts. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, Christmas trees. I could go yeah, either I, way. I'm going to see I what think, what having a fake one is like this year. They are, if you live in an apartment especially, yeah, I can see that's way more of a hassle. Yeah. I do miss, I've had a fake tree now for a few years and I actually don't mind it, but I do miss the like ceremony of going to pick a tree. That's always yeah, like that's really fun. fun. You know, like that part is, especially if you have a partner or a family that you're doing it with, that is fun and like going to the tree farm and like- I would add not all, here. Know? I would add not in LA. It's like I, going to the pumpkin patch and it's in like a fucking empty 
yeah it's in a home lot. depot or whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like the pumpkin patches and tree farms out here are, are always like next to a jack-in-the-box and they're always like in an abandoned parking lot that's not the experience, the good old-fashioned Griswold family Christmas that you're thinking of here. Yeah, and it's not like you can really even drive someplace far away to have that because it's like you don't want to drive <laughs> 60 get a fucking... miles with a fucking tree on your car. The one I go to is at a Little League baseball field. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, nice. You should s- spike the lady that's selling you the tree, like it's a Ty whole, Cobb. It's a whole operation. Bunch mm-hmm. of trees. Damn. Bunch so many trees. Hey, Val, do you have any post-Christmas holiday opinions that you might want to well, share? Jeff, you know what I do. My last unpopular opinion that I have is uh, New Year's Eve, amateur fucking holiday. And I think it's better spent inside and not going anywhere. I'm not going to pay your bar cover for a shitty dive bar that's never had a cover in its life. And now all of a sudden it's $25 to get in because you are giving people a sip of champagne. Like, get the fuck away from me. It's dangerous to be out on the road because everyone's hammered because nobody wants to spend money on an Uber or Lyft because they jack up the rates. And there's always like that sense of chasing whatever is going to be the better place to go where like, oh, this place is dead. Well, we need to move locations then because we need to be where it's busy and blah, blah, blah. And it just, I don't know. There's so much. It's like St. Patrick's Day. It's, It's meant for people that are very young and okay with spending an extra bunch of money just to get in the door somewhere. And I think, I don't know, I just, I like being home and snuggled up and watching the ball drop. And all that to say that I am doing a show on Christmas Eve out here and you should definitely come. New Year's Eve. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You're doing that fucking New Year's Eve show. Yeah, what you're coming to. Sorry, pal. (sighs) I remember someone booked me on a New Year's Eve show once where they were charging at the door. And I was like, am I getting paid for this show? They were like, no, but if anyone comes to the door and says that they're here for you, we'll give you $5 for each person. And I was like, I'm not doing your show. You fuck off forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't want to go to that, but I'll, I'll go to it. <laughs> but I really don't want to. If you are under 25, fucking go and have a New Year's Eve party. Go out and go to the bar. Have fun. You young idiot. You don't know any better. Yeah. If you're if you're over, tw- I'll say over 27. If you beat Janis Joplin, go home. (laughs) And I don't mind a house party. I'll say that. I don't mind going to somebody's house for a New Year's Eve party. Those are fun because it's the people you want to be around. You know, you're not paying to get in and all that crap. But it is still a little nerve wracking driving home. Yeah. I mean, people should party however they want to party. Like if you want to ring in the new year at a bar, do it. I know there are like... That's not the only way people celebrate New Year's. Like, there's, like, fucking cultural things people do. Like, there's all sorts of shit. I'm personally, I'm a stay-at-home person 100%, and I have been, like, my entire life. I don't fuck with bars on New Year's Eve. So I agree with you that it's a bad time, and I would just want to double down on the drunk driving part. Like, Mm -hmm. if you want to go out and celebrate on New Year's Eve, but you don't want to pay for an Uber, fuck you. You know what? You That's are a time legitimately budget, budget the extra 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah, a if le- you can pay to get in somewhere. You can pay to get your ass home safely. Yeah. Or take a friend with you who doesn't drink. But here's the thing. Hi. They're not going to go because it's going to be boring as shit for them Hi. going to a bar <laughs> on New Year's Eve. So like why put them through that just so you can go get hammered like fucking pay for an Uber or stay home. Don't risk it. If you get pulled over and you get a DUI. Good. You deserve it. Yep. Yep. I agree with that 100%. 
Yeah, fucking New Year's Eve is is amateur hour. What's your plan? You're going to try to go out and find someone to kiss? What is this, a fucking movie? Grow up. Yeah, you should be able to do that on any given weekend. Yeah. You let me know. Uh, I'll, you can come kiss my ass on New Year's Eve. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, I thought, because, you know, Jeff loves Christmas, that I thought it was going to be, I was at Trader Joe's and I got him a lovely Christmas tree scented candle. And also I was like, oh, I got you some mistletoe for your apartment. I thought it'd be cute. He has a female roommate. He's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, Nate? Neither will leave this here. Yeah. I'm like, now's not the time for this ceremony, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> you smooching up on my roommate? Oops. Like, what do I? Oh, killer. Oopsie. <laughs> Look who's under the mistletoe. And she's like, if you could move out, that'd be yeah. great. Jeff's just recording under it. <laughs> I'm just picking up her cat, giving her kisses as she's slicing my face apart. Oh, Respect the tradition! <laughs> all right. Do we have any any last opinions? That was all mine. I think yeah, we got um, to all of them. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Hell yeah. I think we nailed it. Definitely check out Kelly Clarkson, Megan Trainer. See ya. Check out those albums. And Get a fake tree. Eat Mariah fake, Carey does cake. put out Christmas merch every year. And it's always Hell yeah. very fun. I got a hoodie coming in the mail, I think, today. It's a zip-up hoodie, and it says Mariah Carey season on back. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, bro. I should have got into that opinion more. I really do think Christmas is the least interesting thing about her career, but we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it next Christmas. On the uh, Mariah Carey cast. Right? Me and Carrie Martin already did that. So I think that is our episode, Mariah correct? Yes. Correct. Hell yeah. That's a sold. Thank you both, except Jeff, for doing the <laughs> podcast. I appreciate it, except Jeff. Uh, what do we have to plug? AdamTodBrown.substack.com. Go read my writings, please. What else do we got? Val, what do you got to plug? Check out my website, ValerieTossi.com. I have all my dates for where I'm going to be coming up. Also, I have a podcast now. I know. Why? But it's called Family Gems. It's me and fellow comedian Suba Agrawal, who was a writer for the Jim Jeffries show. Uh, we basically just come on and chat with some of our fave people about crazy, wild family stories. And uh, Adam did it. He was super fun. Jeff did it. He was he sucked, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you should check it out. It's free. It's everywhere. You know, good times. Uh, At Valerie underscore Tossy on all the things. Go ahead, Jeff. Jeff? Well, I don't know if you know this, but I have cool friends. And I have a show called Jeff Has Cool Friends. You can check it out for free every other week or you can also get early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content at patreon.com slash jeff may not only that but you can get monthly shows like ug fine with kim crawl you also have access to shows like nerd with dre alvarez which is lots of fun and i've got more stuff there's a tier where i'll record a podcast with you and i think i'm doing one i'm doing one uh, about christmas songs so it should be released uh, relatively soon we're going to record it next week very exciting and it's called Do You Hear What We Hear with Alex. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't know if he wants to say anonymous. Um, you can also check out uh, You Don't Even Like Sports, a podcast about how Valerie does not like sports. Correct. Yep. And that is here on the Unpops Network. And of course, Tom and Jeff watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, if you want to see me live, Mint on Card is the second Friday of every month. At Blast from the Past. and. That's so mean. I'm sorry, but I don't. Blast from the Past on Magnolia in beautiful Burbank, California. Our next show is going to be in January. It's our year anniversary. You see, that's just now you've really taken the yeah. wind out of my sails. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. 
Year, Call what me year? At, hey there, what Jeff year? Rome. Year. Follow me at Hey There Jeffro. <laughs> hey, follow Mer- me at Adam Todd Brown. I've been and uh Merry Christmas, everyone. That's from Elton John uh-huh. and Ed Sheeran. Great song. All right, let's get time. the fuck out of here. Yeah. Val, say goodbye. Bye. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the Jesus Christ rookie card, everybody. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. The first Noel. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. I'm